0: Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and every week I lead you through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond, bringing you stories of the amazing people in and around the barbecue culture. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. I appreciate the gift of your time, and I hope I can entertain you for a little bit. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And now, on with this week's show. Welcome, everybody, and thanks for being a part of the Eat More barbecue family. This is episode number 130 of Canada's longest running barbecue podcast. Well, friends, another year is quickly coming to an end. 2020 has been a year like none of us have seen before, and I'm sure there aren't many of you out there that will be sad to see it fading away into the rearview mirror as we race into 2021. The COVID-19 pandemic certainly came with its share of challenges, but I must say it was inspiring to see how so many businesses and individuals, including many in the barbecue and restaurant industry as a whole, innovated and came up with new ways of doing business in order to survive. I can't help but think that some of those new ideas will stick around as we come out of this crazy and historical period. All that said, 2020 wasn't all bad. I had a lot of amazing guests on the podcast this year. I I was able to use the podcast back in the spring as a way of spreading the word about how COVID was affecting some of our Alberta barbecue joints and what they were doing to keep the doors open. I also got to meet a bunch more amazing people directly in the barbecue industry and elsewhere. With the year winding down, it is time for the third annual Eat More Barbecue podcast year in review shows. Part one will be this week. We'll focus on the first half of the year and then next week I'll have part two for you. But first, let's take care of a little business. Coming up in the new year, I'll be having a monthly product review segment on the podcast. If you have a barbecue sauce, rub, cooking gadget that you would like to have featured, get in contact with me on social media or by email at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Hey friends, thinking of creating your own podcast but don't know where to start? Get in touch with us at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Eat More Barbecue Digital Media can help you with consulting, recording, voice work, or full production. This episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you by the Calgary Foundation. Whether it's funding anti-racism programs, addiction recovery, or food hampers for the hungry, for 65 years the Calgary Foundation has proudly supported the charitable community to address some of Calgary's biggest challenges. Now during this period of unprecedented urgent needs, Calgary Foundation renewed its commitment to building a healthy, vibrant, giving, caring, and resilient community. If you're a registered charity looking for a grant, a professional advisor creating a giving plan for your client, or a donor wanting to give back to community, discover a wealth of resources at calgaryfoundation.org and learn more about their work through Calgary Foundation's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. On episode 77, back at the beginning of January, I spoke via Skype with Scott Schaefer from the resort at Paws Up in Montana. Scott puts on some amazing live fire events at the, at the resort, and in this clip, he talks about Wayne Muller from Louis Muller Barbecue in Taylor, Texas, a spot near and dear to my heart, and the lineup that they had planned for the Montana Master Grillers event in May. Of course, when we recorded this, COVID wasn't even on the radar, so as that situation developed, they had to change their plans, but it will be interesting to see what they come back with this coming year.
1: Um, I just, uh, I see, you know, to me, uh, we can talk about Wayne Mueller and, and Louis Mueller's, um, I, in, in my experience, at least, uh, I have found people within the barbecue world to be very similar to the kind of luminaries and creative people I worked with in the music business. Okay. Very passionate, mm-hmm. uh, very hardworking and just a unique kind of group of people who like working with each other. Yeah. You know some mavericks, of course. Uh, and it's just um, there's just a wholesomeness and authenticity mm-hmm. to it uh, that I just really, you know respect yep. and I think um, want to embrace. And so it's been a real gift for me to get to know people and to you know forge, I think, genuine friendships with people who are making significant moves in that world. and it's just been a lot of fun. And I think, uh, of course, importantly, it helps us create memorable and meaningful events for our guests, Right. and it brings in <clears throat> brings in you know really skilled uh, participants, special event participants who can help us grow our culinary programming and special events in other ways.
0: Absolutely, you know? yep. yeah. You know. yeah. So you've got uh, the lineup for this coming uh, May. You've got Evan Leroy, yeah, uh, Wayne. Awesome. Yep uh tim byers and elliot moss so certainly some uh i guess an, an all-star team you could call it
1: and sam jones has just been added as well i oh, get out of town yeah oh, so I, I couldn't be happier with that
0: one <laughs> <laughs> yeah that won't be any fun at all
1: yeah terrible terrible uh, <laughs> amateur hour. Amateur
0: well, well that's amazing I
1: appreciate, I appreciate your feedback on that and thank you for that that's encouraging to hear yeah no uh
0: like i mentioned when we were chatting just before i've had the opportunity to meet wayne and uh i think there's a very good reason he's known as the ambassador of of texas barbecue at least uh kind of spreading that word around the world so just an amazing uh, amazing guy and uh, truly, uh everything truly. i've heard about the rest of those uh, of that crew is uh is pretty positive as well so that's awesome
1: yeah you know and um it has been an honor to get to know wayne uh personally mm-hmm. and um It's all his fault, for me at least, as far as I can say, because uh, when I worked at a record label here in Chicago, we would drive down to the music uh, event South by Southwest. In Austin, yeah. Uh, Yeah. And uh, one of the owners and I would always drive down, and, um, you know, it's a pretty lengthy drive, but we'd always time it just right, even if we had to spend the night just outside of Taylor, Texas, so that we would hit
0: gotta stop it.
1: On, the, on the way in and yeah. so when i got this job at paws up mm-hmm. and i knew these barbecue events i'm like no that's on. the guy yep. I, I never met him but i definitely like yeah whoever's I'm that that's who i need to get yeah and when i got him on the phone um he's a difficult guy to reach as you can imagine because mm-hmm. he's an owner operator and he's very hands-on and he's in the trenches literally yes um, i uh I spoke with him and told him the story, and he agreed to do it, and I think I may have done 10 laps around my dining room table.
0: (laughs) Next up from the end of January, here's a clip from my conversation with Chris Jones from Victoria, BC's Jones Barbecue. Here he talks about the custom-made smoker they use in the restaurant and how they worked with the city to get the necessary approvals for a wood-burning smoker.
2: So... With
3: that that's how we opened and, and mm-hmm. we had a small line and um a couple of electric cookers right. on the line yep, and then there was a small little place beside us we're in we're in a kind of a strip mall okay. uh, style space and it's it's an l shape there and and the restaurant but it was it was kind of a uh frozen uh food you know prepared frozen food mm-hmm. restaurant they they went under okay and so we took that space and and we saw that as an opportunity it was my goal i didn't know how we were going to do it but was to put in uh you know an offset stick burner right and so that's when we 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 really we jumped on that space and that was almost two years ago now okay two years ago february uh we've been cooking on an offset stick burner since then so we kind of have two spaces you know we have got our restaurant side where we, you know, have all our guests come and we do all of our kind of immediate cooking because mm-hmm. we do make poutines, we sure. make fried chicken, we made stuff like that, yep. and then we've got another side um, that's separate where we have our what we call just the smokehouse. Right. And so the smokehouse has our. Um, our stick burner over there mm-hmm. and then we've got other you know just all of our you know production equipment on right. the other side sure. and it's we we welcome people over there but it's it's more of a, a kitchen space than sure. a public space
0: yeah talk yeah. about the smoker this is uh something you built yourself
3: uh it is sure. yes yeah. uh so i salvaged a thousand gallon propane tank nice. and, and uh we I, there's a a, a welder here in Victoria interurban ironworks and him and I uh, got to know each other and uh, I, I designed it myself yeah. and just through you know online and, sure, yeah. and just figuring out the specs on the whole thing and it's an it's a reverse flow okay and in retrospect you know in the future I might move to uh, you know a regular like Absolutely. standard style but the reverse flow worked with the hood vent mm-hmm. that you we were working with when we when we moved in there so i designed a reverse flow yeah dick burner um yeah it's it's a thousand gallon tank we, we put a big firebox on it i mean it's i think she's about three thousand pounds
2: yeah, in,
3: gonna, yeah. Uh, she, she's a heavyweight
0: for <laughs> yep. sure um, well, and lots and of capacity with that size of a
3: yeah, really good Smoking. capacity, and you know, it's really, where we came to a point this summer um, where we're we're more or less cooking at capacity for about probably about eight months of the year right now. You know, we nice. see we, we bring it down a little bit in the summer, yeah. Um, and you know, based on our model, we, we won't. Uh, it's you know, we're we're just really committed to serving fresh barbecue. Mm-hmm. So we started seeing in the summer that we were you know we we were looking at second cooks and and having to you know. Just even on ribs and things like that, like having to to get through night service. So right. I think it would definitely be in our in our on our horizon that we'll be looking at a you know finding a way to have a second cooker running.
2: Sure.
0: Right. Well, that's uh, great to hear. Right. Good problem to have.
3: It is. It is. Yeah. It was. You know. I'll be honest. It's this. It wasn't my first restaurant opening, and and I sat behind those papered up windows the <laughs> night before we opened, and I was almost in tears, and yeah. I, I was like, either. I'm on something or I'm the dumbest guy
4: <laughs>
3: another barbecue restaurant again yeah. you know? so uh, it's just yeah it's it's going really well and, and Victoria, you know we thank Victoria so much for being supportive of us and just we have a great team of people working with us that's and great yeah we we're really happy with with the way it's gone.
0: what sort of uh challenges if any did you run into with the permitting side of things with the offset uh, stick burner uh,
3: that's that's the million dollar question <laughs> that a lot of younger guys you know I had a group of guys come over from the mainland right. uh, that do some great pop-ups um, a, a couple weeks ago and and they just literally came over to talk to me I was yeah. very flattered yep. you know that that I was the resource but mm-hmm. they and they said they're trying to pull this off of Vancouver and they're running into a, a, you know a lot of a lot of hiccups yeah um, you know we we've been really fortunate victoria is a pretty progressive city okay. um we have we've always we i think based on our, our relationships because of our breakfast restaurants you know mm. we we know we know we know the regulations to operate in the city yep and and so they've the trick is that we've found is that we are classified as a as like a pizza oven okay and so like a wood fire pizza, oven. right? And and that that's the way in in Victoria or probably British Columbia that they're still seeing this is okay. that, you know, it's wood fire. They don't care if I'm cooking at you know two sixty five, like as far as they're concerned, I'm cooking at seven hundred degrees, yeah. right? And
0: doesn't matter what so you're, that, doesn't matter what you're cooking on it, right? No, no. Yeah. Episode eighty two in February featured Calgary's Tool Shed Brewery and the one and only Graham Sherman. Graham has abundant energy and passion for making great beer and also great barbecue. A longtime competitor, Graham has also just recently opened up a barbecue food truck at the brewery, using the notorious P.I.G. name that he competes under. I'll have more from Graham about this new adventure on an upcoming episode, but for now, here he is talking about his introduction to southern barbecue and getting into the competition scene.
5: Memphis, I wanted to just get down to Beale Street, listen to some blues. And I mean, there's a big uh, uh, barbecue culture down yep, there. Yeah, absolutely. And I went, uh, and I was downtown looking for a place to eat some ribs and listen to some blues. And there was just a flood of people walking down to the river. Yeah. And I have this video clip of yep. me going, as like a selfie clip going, I don't know where these people are going, well, but I'm going to follow them. Yeah. And it turns out they were going to the Memphis in May oh. World Championships of Barbecue, right? Yeah. That's oh, one of time. the one of the worlds, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd never heard of this. I didn't know barbecue was a, com- a competitive thing. Yep. Um, but that day that I went there, it was, I guess, like sponsor night. Yep. So I think I paid seven bucks to get in. And and everybody thought I was one of the sponsors. They just kept giving me ribs and crawfish and fruit brisket. Beautiful. Yeah, and I'm, like, another level above anything I've ever tried in my life. And I recognized pretty quickly that what we thought here in canada barbecue was yeah. it's actually called grilling grilling yep and i didn't even know about this low and slow barbecue world yeah and i i just absolutely fell in love and the guy that i was meeting for work yep. was like a five-time world champion rib uh, uh winner at the at the memphis and Nice. and so uh i'm like give me your recipe and help yep. me learn this yeah okay, i promise oh uh, well i'll never be competition for you because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're in canada we don't sure. know shit about barbecue yep. Yep. and uh and he gave me my first recipe to start with nice. and it was like five parts it, you know like yep. you're like injecting and then there's uh, yep. you know you're basting and then and then and then there's like oh there's the mop and then there's the dipping sauce and there's the rubs and i'm like what is what all is this all stuff there, and it's five gallon recipes I had to cut down yeah, yeah. and I just I fell in love with that that thought of there's this world of competitive barbecue yeah. and, and and you know, I don't know, it's kind of a a, a bit of a weird guy thing, I think, right? Yeah, where yeah. you're like, I want a barbecue better than you. That's right. Yeah, and yeah. my friends, I want to come over and say, that's the best cup of coffee I've ever had. Yeah. That's the best barbecue I've ever had. That's the best beer I've ever had. And we made it with our hands. Right? Exactly. and that's, yeah, it, it's it's along the same lines as the beer is when you make these great things that are I guess born out of passion yeah, you made with your freaking hands that's right uh, it, it brings people together with a passionate way awesome yeah, yeah. Uh, so when did you get into the competition side of things pretty shortly after yeah. I think the, the, my, our first competition I think was in uh, well jeez I guess it was 2000 and uh, um, I guess it was yeah maybe 2010 okay yeah. oh no way before that jeez Probably 2006, I guess. Yeah, it, is, it was yeah. a while ago, yeah. We've been at have at the competition for a while then. Went to the barbecue in the bow and yep. learned how little I actually knew about barbecue. And, yep. and um, But what was neat was... Uh, in two, oh no! You know what? It was it was it was 2012. Okay. That was my first barbecue competition. Yeah. Because I know that because it was the first year I was barbecuing in my tool shed yeah. or or uh, uh, brewing in my tool shed. Okay. Because yeah. I I went down to that barbecue competition and yeah. I said I, I I brew beer. Would you like me to bring some beer? Yeah. And I brought beer uh, to the barbecue competition as right. if I was a brewer, but right. I was like. Yeah. Yeah totally not a brewer, I'm just yeah. a home brewer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it works, right? Bake yeah. it till you make it. That's right, yeah.
0: Awesome. During more normal times, my work takes me up to Edmonton somewhat regularly, and I usually try to mix in some of the local barbecue while I'm there, as well as meeting up with some of the Alberta barbecue family up that way. It has now been about 10 months since my last trip up there, but on that trip I did enjoy sitting down for a great Brazilian barbecue dinner at Pampa with the man behind Dark Side of the Grill, Mel Schmiller. Mel's been doing some amazing things on Instagram and YouTube, and if you follow him, you know how entertaining he can be. Here he is with a a story about another passion of his, Star Wars. A month or so ago, you were on the searching for a mannequin. Oh, yeah. How's that? uh, Oh, no, she's still
6: down there. The weirdest (laughs) weirdest thing, I can't bring myself to... Because I have to find another mannequin first. But uh, what happened was... um, I met a guy on Kijiji who had a mannequin yep. for a Stormtrooper outfit. I bought the armor for the Stormtrooper. Well, I was going to say, where does, so does one end up with yes, the that's Stormtrooper? Uh, that's right. So so I had, I had bought a, a, not a costume, but an actual set of Stormtrooper or movie replica style. So so there is a charity group, okay. the, the, the Star Wars 501st. Okay. And this was someone who had retired, and he had his original... Uh, So this is not the first time I've had a set of Stormtrooper armor. eBay stole the first one when I got married. The wife was like, we're not keeping this. So now we're older, we get to buy some of our toys back after that. So that's what we're... Nailed a a Stormtrooper armor. So so the uh, mannequin I got, um, I assumed all mannequins were the same. Until I started putting the armor on the mannequin and noticed that it was standing in kind of a provocative stance, yeah, a little stance. sassy, a yeah. little pose there. Yep. So here now, my stormtrooper is uh, definitely <laughs> flaunting it. It's so <laughs> it's so awkward.
0: Yes, that, that was so uh, <laughs> a memorable photo. <laughs> yeah,
6: that's you wouldn't believe the messages I, oh, I got too. Yeah. It was <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, I kept it pretty clean. The yeah. stuff people were messaging oh, yeah. me was,
0: oh, was, was yeah crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, This episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast is brought to you in part by ATB Financial. Even now, good advice is within reach. Your financial situation today, tomorrow, or this very hour is why ATB is here. ATB will listen and help with the knowledge and solutions you need right now. Why? Because ATB was built to help Albertans. For more information, visit ATB.com. Our next clip takes us to June and a great conversation I had with Calgary's Terry Andreo. Through his work with ATB Financial, Terry does a lot of work with Alberta's farmers as well as restaurant operators, brewers, and distillers. Terry is a great guy who truly believes in the power of community and is a supporter of all things Alberta. Here he talks about the search and developing a truly Alberta barbecue flavor, something that has inspired me to look into this more on the podcast and in my own cooking. Kind of bring it back to a bit of the barbecue uh, theme here. Any kind of thoughts on the local uh, food barbecue scene here in Calgary?
2: Yeah, it's kind of like the beer scene. It's tough to pick a winner, yeah. right? You know, and everybody asks me, you know, when I'm one of my guests on their show is like, what's your favorite beer? And I'm going, yeah. I really don't have a right. single beer. Yeah. Because I think, you know, that's what the craft does for you is, you know, you try one and all of a sudden someone puts a new entry into the market. And you go, oh, I like this one too, yeah. you know? Uh, I I think the same thing that goes on with barbecue. I'm really good friends with the people at Patty's, yep. Hayden Block, Comrie Block, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Jane Bond. Yeah. You know, so I've kind of gone around and tried every one of them. You know, and do I have a favorite? I've probably got a specialty uh, offering at each one that I really like. I know, got to you. Put yep. the mortgage board together and say I'll take the hot chicken from Comrie Block and I'll take the ribs from Patty's and I'll take the brisket from yep. you know Big Sky and and kind of mash them all together and make the perfect meal. So yeah. I don't have one specific, but I love the fact of where we're going. Yeah. I really wish we could create a Alberta exclusive taste and flavor. Mm. You know, like I, I worked in North Carolina for years. Right. Okay. So I worked in high point in Winston-Salem and I got exposed to that and the same thing, I, I would probably never go back to the same restaurant just because there was so many to try, right? You know, and, and how they eat it. Mm-hmm. You know, going and having a full pork sandwich with coleslaw thrown on top was really new to me 20 years ago, yeah. Uh, so, but I, I really like what I'm seeing, uh, for but I really hope that we can get to a point where we have our own unique flavor and
0: barbecue. I, I, I agree, yeah. Alberta, right now, it's uh, yeah. different restaurants doing mixes of. Different uh, influences out of the south, right? So,
2: yeah, yeah, we're influenced by everybody else's barbecue, and we're trying to create. But I, I think mm-hmm. what we should do is create our own flavor of, you know, using something that's terroir and yep. indigenous to Alberta, whether it's, you know, um, botanicals that you can find on a on a tree or or wood or yeah. you know stuff like that. I think we've got to create our own unique barbecue plan. Yeah. And I think uh, as it, Alberta.
0: as it grows, I think you'll, uh, hopefully we'll see that right. Uh, exactly. it's still, uh, the culture here is still, still young compared to where you, know, North Carolina, as you mentioned, or you go into Texas, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's, it's a, it's a new culture here, yeah,
2: it is. but it, it's, it's going in the right direction.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I've said it a bunch of times, uh, you know the base products we have here for barbecue the beef the chicken the pork uh, we've got it as good uh, as good here as anyone else so
2: well you, you know when you knock it down you know we, we're the world's hotbed for beef and barley mm-hmm. we should be really promoting the heck out of those and and it's not saying that we're not proud of what we do with the pork or the uh, the poultry yeah but certainly beef you know this is the institution for, for beef in yep. products, right?
0: absolutely <laughs> Jumping back to May now, where I had the honor of sitting down via Zoom with a couple of Canada's top grilling celebrities, Ontario's Maddie and Kiki. These two sisters have found a way to turn their love of outdoor cooking into a burgeoning business for themselves. In this clip from episode 99, they talk about where their love of grilling came from. You know, the barbecue uh, grilling thing kind of come to be. Talk about that story. It was quite interesting. Well,
4: thank you we appreciate that. We love shouting our story from the rooftop because we actually, um, Maddie and I surprisingly went to school for, we both went to university to study psychology,
2: mm-hmm.
4: um, ironically enough, and then we both got a job in the industry, and we had the same job in the same office, and we were just really, really unhappy. That that career has a very high burnout. Mm-hmm. It's very stressful, and we just, we weren't happy. We wanted to do something that was very creative and we, we are Italian. We've always loved food. Our mom is actually the barbecuer in our family. Okay. So we, we've always seen our mom grilling. Yeah. And we've always loved grilling. And so Maddie and I were at a point where we were like, okay, let's just pitch a show to our local television station, like a, a food show, mm-hmm. and let's see if it gets picked up. And then it did. And that's sort of where it all snowballed from there. And then Maddie and I actually got this little tiny barbecue. That we got, um, like you know, I had a high heat like um, car paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got a bunch of car paint, and we painted <laughs> these like 1950s, like flames on the front. Nice. Bedazzled it, Ryan. We yep. bedazzled yeah, it. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And, and then we just traveled all around and used our little barbecue, and we became kind of known for using that barbecue, and then that's just kind of how it started.
0: Awesome. So what what was the show? Was it was was on a local channel there. Or?
7: Rogers TV Durham right. and it was called Maddie and Kiki the Foraging Sisters so we go out into the community we forage for different items like dandelion greens we forage for um, wild rhubarb different things like that and okay. then we create a dish with it all in the barbecue
0: nice nice that's uh so the question is is can anyone find those episodes now
4: you know what I'd I, I don't like looking back on those because some of them are pretty cute. <laughs> but you can find them on YouTube. It's just one of those things that you look back and you're like, remember when I thought my hair looked good and remember when I thought like we sounded
7: good and we really didn't? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so true. It's so true. And the fact that I feel like that was yesterday and that was literally like, I think that was going back to
0: 2014. Okay.
7: That was a long time ago. So yeah.
0: it's a good five, six years you've been uh, kind of do- going down this path now then.
4: Yeah, it's been a long time. It's been a long road.
0: Awesome. So what is the the Maddie and Kiki brand now? Obviously pre, uh, pre-COVID-19, pre but... <laughs> yes, pre
7: <laughs> 2018 we actually made the move to quit our day jobs and follow our barbecue dreams right so that basically just means that we travel around we appear on a lot of different local news stations morning shows things like that talking about barbecue promoting barbecue we love the idea of getting more people into barbecue which ryan i feel like you're going to be all about that too yeah absolutely we more people eating more barbecue absolutely yeah and what we call a grill studio mm-hmm. last summer yep. and we started teaching classes there we had a few hiccups there with it but now we're teaching private classes there and we are actually launching our brand new youtube series this summer and it's going to be filmed in our grill studio so it's all weber grills kiki calls it kiki what do you call it again i forget actually it's the graceland of our. Oh, yeah.
0: nice <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Awesome! Yeah, I've seen a few of your pictures of the uh, of the studio. It looks awesome. Very kind of rustic barn kind of look. The last clip for this week comes from episode 105 at the end of June, when the host of the Barbecue Central show, Greg Rempe, joined me on the show. Greg has been doing his show for over 10 years now, and it is the most listened to barbecue and live fire cooking podcast anywhere. So I was thrilled when he reached out to me after episode 100. He was congratulating me on 100 episodes and also had some, some suggestions about some audio issues I'd been having recently. I truly appreciated him reaching out and was excited when he agreed to come on my show. In this clip, he talks about his willingness to help out other podcasters. So, and I guess how you and I started communicating, I just want to touch on that. Uh, going back three, four weeks, you reached out to me. Um, with some suggestions for s- some audio quality vi- uh, issues I was having, and I, I do appreciate that. So, thank you. Uh, so, the question I want to ask, uh, as uh, I don't want to age you, but uh, <laughs> the godfather of barbecue podcasts will say, do you feel a bit of a responsibility to kind of help raise the uh, raise the craft?
8: Well, I'm forty five. So that's either old to some or, or not so old. I'm, I think I'm in the middle of this. This is like midlife, I yeah, think is yeah. what they call it. Yeah, so yeah, maybe a little yeah, low. Yeah. I'll be 46 in July. Um, I, I don't know if I feel... So he, here's my thought. Mm-hmm. I subscribe to all the barbecue podcasts that I know about or that people tell me about. And when I'm getting my morning run in 5 a.m., I listen mm-hmm. to all the barbecue podcasts. I listen to my show because I'm constantly evaluating how my show sounds, how I sound. How my English is, how my diction mm-hmm. is, if I'm missing things during an interview. Cause I have a, a number, of, like what you see here, I don't know if everybody else can mm-hmm. see this, but there's, mm-hmm. you know, a screen here and a screen here and a screen here and a screen here and another two iPads here. And I'm watching a clock as the show is going. So there's a lot of other things that I'm concerned with aside from sure. having to make sure that I'm paying the, as much attention as I can to the guests without mm-hmm. missing anything. And there's times when I just get lost in stuff and I miss a follow up or. I should have done this instead of doing this. And that's why I listen back to my show. But then I have all this other time to listen to all the other shows. So the shows that I like, I listen to them a few times. And I think that there's, that there's something there. Mm-hmm. And if I think I can lend, I never want to cro- come across as, as the douche that is like, Hey, I know everything and you should do this. Not my place. But if, no. I, if I have struggled through the same... Let me rephrase that. I have struggled through... A lot of the things that all of the shows are struggling with when they first start out, sound right, quality, right. maybe it's a room you're in, maybe it's a microphone you're using, maybe you're missing a program that you should be using. I'll just make the suggestions. If you don't want to take them, that's fine. I mean, it's your show. You do what you want to do. You have your voice. I've always been mm-hmm. a huge sound quality proponent because like this show, uh, Eat More Barbecue, More and like my show and podcast form and like all these other ones, Some of them have a video component that's separate, but we're mostly audio consumed. That means somebody's in a car, somebody's in a computer listening to it, somebody's on a train commuting to work with earbuds. So why wouldn't you want to give your subscriber the best audio possible? Otherwise, they're struggling through all these unconscious uh, mental hurdles of trying to listen. I think conceptually, Mm -hmm. they think, oh... I like the host. Maybe he's got a great guest. I'm really interested in his content. But meanwhile, it sounds like crap. So they're like, uh, I want to continue. I want to continue. And they get done and they're like, that was troubling. Well, why not make it an easy and enjoyable experience? Whether the content's good or your guest's bad, that's all stuff that you can fix. But the audio stuff should be there and easy and not an impedance or something that's going to have you cause an unsub. You want all the subs that you can get. And so if, if I listen to the shows that I find a, a kinship with or something that I have struggled through, I will certainly, if I think it's worthwhile and I think the show's got legs like I do with yours, because you're unique, like you're covering a whole different scene and you have mm-hmm. a good point of view and you're not looking to jam it down anybody's throat. You're just giving your thought and uh, doing promotion for the whole Canadian barbecue scene, which is great right. because I don't know a lot about it and I learn mm-hmm. most of it from you. Well, I, why wouldn't that. I want to reach out and say, hey, I'm I've had mm-hmm. this struggle. I know where you're at. Here are some here are some pieces of advice. And if mm-hmm. I do that for your show and, and four or five or six or ten other shows, then I that's the only obligation I feel is that I've been through it. So let me help you if you want.
0: No, and that's uh, I appreciate it. It didn't come across douchey. So you're good, good
8: there. I mean, trust me, I've been accused of that. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening in, folks, and be sure to tune into part two of the twenty twenty year in review next week and watch for all new episodes coming up in January with some great guests and new weekly segments. The Eat More Barbecue Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. This week's network shout out goes to Anticulture. Hosted by Josiah Sininen, Anticulture is a podcast that seeks to challenge and reestablish our view on what culture and identity really mean by listening intently to the unique experiences of those around us. Please visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to anti-culture and all the other great shows on the network. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Hey friends, thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. Check out the listing of joints on the Barbecue Trail site and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joints some love. Give me a follow on Twitter at Eat More Barbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at eat underscore more underscore barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, my email is eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and is a production of Eat More Barbecue Digital Media. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking.